Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and please subscribe. Hey, thank you for joining us today. Wes and David here. We're going to have another podcast. Woo-woo! David is excited. He's smiling. So we recently just had a pretty nasty little ice storm come through. It was really kind of odd because we'd been kind of bebopping along and everything was just hunky-dory. And then it snowed and it iced and I don't know how many... Yeah. I mean, I lost, I don't know how many big, big limbs. We're going to have to cut some trees down. Yeah, but. The trees went down. The farther north you got, there was quite a few people lost, you know, power for, you know, a day or two on that whole deal. We wanted to take that incident and kind of talk about a YouTube video that we did, I don't know, about a month or so ago, and talk with our podcast folks about about that and what we came up with, and just something that... As I know, most of our listening people are very self-reliant, you know, want to make sure that they've got themselves taken care of so that they don't have to worry about, well, how long is it going to take the power company to come get me back up, that sort of thing. So we built a solar generator, and we're going to talk about that on the podcast for a minute. David, did you do any of the testing on the ones that we bought, actually brought in? Did you? We did. Yeah, Wyatt and I tested them. So we tried to we tried to buy a couple of those that you can see on Amazon and eBay and you know everywhere else, and our success on that was not that not that good. Was I wouldn't it? even say marginal. It was, <laughs> it was pretty weak. It was pretty weak. Solar panel that came along with it was kind of a fold out deal that had it's not rigid. Looked enough. cool. Looked cool. I mean everything. Yeah, the theory and the concept is is amazing. I mean, I really. I mean, and that's what led us into even start looking into this. It's a great idea. It's a great idea, right? I mean, there's a lot of great ideas in the world that haven't come to fruition yet because they just don't have the resources to do it. So with that, we tested, Wyatt and I tested it, and it just kind of fell on its face a little bit. They would, you know, they just as the, when you thought they were going to do what you kind of needed, they just shot out. Well, let's talk for just a second about what they are. About the the ones now that we brought in were were a self contained unit, mm-hmm. and basically it it looks like a huge lunchbox or something, and then you've got a solar panel on it. The thing that the thing that got me about them, and and then basically it's a unit that you can take anywhere, just like you'd take a normal gas generator. Right. Yeah, it's about the size of a small Honda generator. Yeah. The thing that got me on on that one of them I know that we got in here was it had even a really weird panel size, didn't it? I mean, didn't it, didn't had it have some... a weird panel size, and, and both of them had very weird connection abilities to the panel. Yeah, well, it was it was like, it was at 31 or... Yeah. I mean, uh, it was... Real weird. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was just, that was all due to how many cells it had, you know, and there again, it just, ever getting 31 out of it would have probably been a... thirty. It was 31 volts, so... Yeah. It, it was just very, just a very strange, strange deal. And so while we went into this looking to see if there was 
one of them that we'd like to carry. I mean, we really came out of it kind of like, I mean, these things are just a, to me, they look like just a hot mess of, well, I spent, I mean, some of them are like 800 bucks. Yeah. Stupid. Yes, it was like it was eight, really high. There was 800 bucks. And then I broke this connector and now I'm out 800 bucks. Right. And, or there again, they had super weird connectors on the actual solar panel. And so you said, well, maybe I just need to add a solar panel, you know, one more solar panel to the mix. Negative. Negatory. <laughs> couldn't do it. You know, it, it was impossible to do. So that was one of the big turnoffs for us on those deals. And so as we looked at it, Wes then said, well, why not? Let's just maybe try it try to build one ourselves. Let's, let's just see what it takes to build one. And he did a great job in, in actually building one. And the big reason that he wanted to do it, or that, correct me if I'm wrong here, Wes, was so it was all the parts were available yeah, that was a to huge. be able to repair or replace if need be. Yep. I mean, that was the thing that just that kind of torqued me because I think if I remember, we even – I think we had some problems with that 31. We did. Something that I can't remember exactly. But here you are. You had all this investment in here, and you had one little stupid part on it, and you're just you're out of luck. So with, with what we came up with, and, and you're being modest because you were hugely involved in the design <laughs> of that thing. I know that. I don't want to take credit for what you did there. The big thing that we came back to with that is that everything in that box that we did is something you can you can buy from us, you can buy from any of our competitors. I mean, it all just comes together. And let's just kind of talk about the build. So the first thing about the build was it's a box from Home Depot. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just a, a tool, like a tool chest type box. that. This is a rigid, I think it was 70 it was rigid, bucks. Rigid, yeah, $70 box. And you can use any of them. I mean, it doesn't have to be rigid. It could be a bigger box. We chose the box because... You can probably build it out of wood yourself yeah, if you wanted to. We chose the box because it had wheels on it. It had an extendable handle that you could kind of drag it around with. And it would roll. Just making it easier. And and I'll tell you one other thing about that rigid box that, that you may have not noticed, but I, I did when I was buying it. That the handle that's on the lid actually comes up and it's, it's like a, a stop. For when you put your solar panel yeah, on. Yeah, that did, yeah, I did see that because we actually have it sitting out there right there like that now. So, um, yes, that that does work. Make sure your really solar well. panel doesn't take a tumble when you don't right. need it to. Right. So, we got that rigid box. We've got, we got an exterior outlet. outlet. Yep. I mean, just, you know, standard stuff there. And the rest of it is just a standard solar panel installation yeah. that you'd yeah. have anywhere else. And, the, and again, going back to the good things about it is we, we were using our 100-watt panel and was it the 60 amp charge controller i can't remember no we used the we used the 20 in that one okay that would be that would make yeah. sense so we use the 20 you could use whatever size that you wanted but we used the 20 because in this particular one we used the 40 amp hour battery there was no need in having a 60 amp controller if we knew we was only going to run one to two panels on that and then going into a smaller battery bank like that so and that controller is you know how you know how much that thing is right off hand. The controller is going to be around forty bucks. Forty bucks, and we've got we've got a couple of smaller ones than that. Yeah. But the thing the thing I liked about that one that's our first one that we have amperage wise that has the display and the USB outs right. on it. 
Right. And so that was really nice. And so you didn't have to, if you were going to charge your phone or something, you didn't have to plug into the outlet and then convert from there. You could just plug straight into the charge controller and then, then the display on it. So we went from our hundred watt panels over to this charge controller. And then we bebopped over to our battery. And then our battery was a 40, 40 amp, amp hour AGM. And again, this is another one of those areas where you could put whatever battery you wanted to in there, particularly in that right. that big old Richard case. You could you could have put what's those other ones we've got that you that could have bigger, put a two ten in there if you wanted to, and that would give you how many hours? Two ten is going to give you about twelve hundred and fifty watts of usable electricity per day. You know, which is a one point two kilo. I mean, that's a it's quite a bit of energy. What would we be looking at there? Let's just say the ice storm knocked out our power, and I know it seems we're going to just go with, and we need to we need to keep our freezer cold. Run your Which, freezer. Yeah. How long could you have? How many autonomy days you could would run you a have? Freezer for two days on that without without the sun shining again on it. And then on that hundred watt panel, if the sun was shining on that hundred watt panel, how does that set us? Because more than what would happen is when the freezer kicked on it wouldn't drop the battery bank anymore. And in some cases, depending on the size of the freezer, in some cases, the battery would have, would have actually continued to charge while running the freezer at the same time. So there's really, if you were going to put a, a hundred amp hour battery in it, I would probably suggest getting two solar panels. If you wanted to charge back quickly, Keep everything. if in most cases though, most people are using this, that 100 watt solar panel, no matter with any of the four batteries, will be enough because you're going to use that energy out. It's going to pass through. It's just going to pass through. And then you're just going to wait for days to, you know, my brother actually looked at it. It's something that he's going to build to put out in his shop to, he fishes a lot. So he's got his trolling motor batteries that he's got to run an extension cord out. Well, he only fishes once every two weeks, you know, well, it's got two weeks of charge time out there. So when he comes back in, all he has to plug in is his little, solar generator and it'll charge these batteries and you didn't have to run extension cords. Now coming back to that with that 40 amp hour battery in a typical freezer, typical refrigerator, is that going to be kind of the max that we could do on there? Or if we freezer's did the two together, probably, freezer's probably going to be a little bit strong on that 40 amp hour battery. So do you really need to step up? Need to go if to, you're going to need to go to the hundred amp hour battery okay. for a freezer. If you want to do a refrigerator, you could just about get away with that 210. You'll probably need to put two panels on it, but you could get away with that 210. Uh, okay. 210. So, yeah. I mean, and that rigid box, you could probably you could probably fit carefully yeah. to those big batteries in there. Might yep. be a little tight getting your inverter. I saw on a box the other day that would be, a if you're wanting to do larger, I think it was still made by rigid, but it was more of the job box. Yeah, they had, sir, I think this was the smallest wheeled one. It was made of metal, so you don't have the, you know, and with something like that, there's just a no doubt about it type of deal, you know, that that fits it. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, I want to be able to make it portable, you know, with a, you know, then you can use any dolly. You yeah, don't have say, to, you, can, you know, but you just can buy some dolly, wheels right, bolt on there. Or just use your dolly. I mean, it would be fine. You know, most dollies would so perfectly. So the batteries, just again, like all these components, it's all... What do you want? Yeah, it's a mix what, and match. I mean, yeah, yeah it's it, a it, whatever you want. And then the last, you know, real component in there is then the inverter. Right. And we had, I believe, a SkyMax six hundred. I think we put a six hundred watt, watt in there. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so again, 
we could step that up or or step it down for that matter. Right. But that's going to be able to pull that 600 watt one's going to be able to pull the freezer. Freezer's probably going to need around a, around a 1500 watt. Okay, so it does need to Yeah, it needs to be a little bit bigger. That particular unit, the way we designed it, that is a great unit for camping trips where where you think that you may still need cell phone charging, you know, tablet charging. Even more than that, I mean, you could do, you know, small fans, things of that nature. I mean, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've gone to a lot of my flashlights now yeah. do use that USB mini US, yep. and charge them up there. And another thing that a lot of people, we have a lot of contractors now starting to install solar panels on the roofs of their, of their job trailers, you know, and then they charge the DeWalt batteries with that. They just take a little battery bank and, and they run it through it. And a lot of people use our SunTax to, to actually charge that. So when the sun's out, it's actually giving charge to their, you know, but that little solar generator is a great way to do that. I mean, to keep all your small equipment, you know, your your DeWalt tools, your whatever brand you're into. And I did say that inverter was like our last, but we also put that DC fan in there. Yeah. Yeah. We put it that for cooling purposes. Yeah. And you get out this time of year, not so much. You get out. <laughs> you're not thinking about yeah. cooling purposes. Yeah. When, it's, when it's 85 or higher outside, actually it's over 80 because when you're in a sealed box like that. That's another reason we use that box. That's yeah. a good and, sealed box. And we did water getting in it. So it kept the water out of the bottom, but right. then we did several holes here and there to to get some airflow to make sure airflow yeah. is flowing across there. But yeah, we just don't want you know the good thing is the battery is a sealed battery. You just don't want water to get on that inverter, anything of that nature. You don't want it on your inverter, don't want it on the back of your charge controller or anything like that. So you know, so we everywhere that we didn't want water is sealed up underneath the unit. So the thing that I ultimately liked about it and what I would have our listeners take away is that I think we, like me and you and the sales team, that sort of thing, I mean, we gravitate towards talking about home system that's like, because that's what we do every day. I mean, it's the majority of things right. that we do every day. But what putting this little system together for me helped me just realize is how many things do you have, you know, around your home or whatever that this could be applicable to and not necessarily just something that you use for camping or whatever. Right. Just like you were saying with your brother out in his shop. Yeah. I mean, you know, we used to, in Georgia, we had a little greenhouse and we needed some fan cooling in there. Well, this would be a perfect application that you're using this simple principle to make that unit for you. Now, in that, that case, you probably... The smarter thing would be to use a SunTac because it right. Well, you know, it'd be but, it'd be fanning when the when the sun's, sun's up. Sun's out, but yeah, I mean that would be a, a great place to use that. But what I like about the unit is you design it. You know, say my say for instance, my brother's going to make one for his shop. You design it for that, but then the ice storm comes through. Yeah, you can whip it out. <laughs> it, you know, fishing's out. I mean, you know, we got no pun intended, bigger fish to fry. <laughs> you know, on this deal, so. Maybe I need it to run my, you know, maybe I need it to run my freezer now that I've caught all my fish and that I've <laughs> You'd like to keep them. them. I'd like to keep them frozen, you know, and, and not have to go stick them outside, you know. So with that, you know, that's where, you know, an off-grid system is so versatile and on these little deals. It doesn't just have to be used for one thing. You know? Right. And I always tell people that, yeah, you can build it specific for something, but don't just think that that's the only thing it can be used right. for, you know I mean? It's just like your generator. You know, I bought a generator and my whole purpose of buying a generator is 
for a fishing type deal that we do and it's at night. And so we need a generator to run these lights, but it is really handy when I go to the shop and I need to run a saw that I can just start that generator and plug the saw in and not have to run extension cord for a hundred foot back over to the home, you know? So, well, one other thing, and I think most of us in the alternative energy community have an eye toward self-reliance. I'm going to put it this way, self-reliance and in being self-reliant, you have to be careful sometimes. Right. And you talked about, you know, the reason you bought a generator. Well, having been through the hurricane, Hurricane Andrew with my brother, when it tore through, and then I can't remember the one in Panama. He moved from Homestead, Florida to Panama City, Florida. So he, he could hit both of them hurricanes. Nice. Um, you, you know, the thing you want to be careful of in an event like that is a, I've never heard a quiet generator. That's right. I've never <laughs> heard a quiet generator. And another thing that you've never seen most of the time is a gas station that's still open after the hurricane. So uh, it's just not happening, you know. So if you don't have the fuel for that generator. Well, while I would want to help my friends and neighbors as much as I could, I don't know that I always want to announce to the world that I've got a that I've got a gas generator that's, generator that's sitting working. outside somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that is one of the I think, again, is one of the really great components of this unit is it is obviously it's silent. I mean, there's you if you can if you can hear that 12 volt volt fan running across the yard, I will buy you a Subway sandwich. You Well, you know, just to play on that. okay. so you just said you've got it setting outside somewhere. And on a gas generator, that's right. Are you going to die from carbon monoxide? It ain't going to be a problem. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore. You know, this unit could be put inside. There's there's nothing right. that says this unit can't. And you can buy long enough cables that right. the only thing that's outside is the solar panel. Right. You know, you can have this setting in the basement right next to your freezer. And then your solar panels propped up outside or mounted outside on a on a deal. And you just run long enough cables in to, to run that generator down below. The way we designed this one, it's very easy to unclip that. Yeah. And the power is still there just because the solar panel's not hooked up. If the battery's full, your power's still all there. So. Yeah. And I was thinking one of the things we could have done, the way that box is designed, you could have just had two extension cables that you use yeah. whenever you want to. You yeah. throw them in the top of the box yeah. when you're not using That's them. That's exactly right. Because of the way the two bulkheads come out of the back of that. Yeah. To me, this is such a better solution right. than a gas generator. Right. I mean, I don't even know right offhand. I know you've had a lot more experience. I mean, can the... Can the gas generators even do, do like a pure sign? Because it would seem like all they could do is like. They'll run 60 hertz on most of them. Most U.S. generators will run 60 hertz and keep a fairly pure sign. It's not, if you get a generator that gets any kind of, like, you'll hear them that, whoa. Yeah, that's whoa. what I'm getting at. How does that. Gut, the problem with what they're doing there is, is as load comes on and turns off and comes right. on and turns off. It messes up the frequency for, for a little while. And so it isn't pure at that time. It's not pure, putting out a pure sine wave because frequency is just literally how often is it turning? How, you know, and so, you know, in all of our electricity needs, when we plug into the wall and whatever, you know, somewhere on the back end, if at, yeah, at the back end, you know, if everybody flips on at the same time, 
they have to speed up. They have to, I mean, it's going to draw that down. So they have to release more energy out through the dams or however. But, they're but we don't have that at all here, do we? Because it's pulling mm-hmm. off the battery. That's right. And the battery is a constant. And so that's, that's how pure sign is, is given through an inverter is because the batteries are constant. It's giving the exact same amount of voltage in that unit. At any and, the, given time. and the only reason it would drop is if the, if it actually started getting too low, right? If it fell too low, it just shut off. Okay, so yeah, so it it will never damage your your electronics because it didn't put out pure sign. It's going to put out pure sign until the time that it falls on its face. And is that it doesn't have is that unique to our SkyMax or is that pretty much that's all pure sign inverters? Now, at the time that it falls on its face, you've really really went too far in your battery bank. You know that's that's one thing the inverter companies they do it because they don't want the unit to stop at a certain level, so they have to make that level lower on their cutoff. Well, should should we have added that? What's the, I mean, you're so much better at the products than I am. What's the product that we put on the RVs that cuts the power off whenever you oh, drive? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, the, yeah, uh, that'd be your, your battery saver. Yeah, uh, the battery saver. The AC battery Would saver. that have been a thing we should have put on there? I would probably recommend buying one with the unit if you're going to use it a lot. I mean, if, you're, if it's something that you're going to use on a daily basis and you don't want to destroy that battery, then I would definitely recommend putting them on. I would probably get one to go along with it anytime because I just don't, that battery is going to be the number one cost in that unit and any off-grid unit, you know, that's going to be your number one cost is your battery. And so with that, I probably, I probably would want one on there and then set it to that level that I can never, I never hurt that battery. And if we haven't talked about this before, you're not familiar, it's a unit that basically is reading the voltage on the battery Right. And cutting itself off yeah. at a preset. It's got a, it says that, you know, like say, for instance, on a 12-volt battery bank, it would say at 12 volts. If it tries to draw below that, it says, nope, I'm going to turn off. Just turn off. And then it will come back on as, as that energy comes back. So, you know, say say the solar, the sun comes back out and it starts charging, it will automatically kick back on. It, it's kind of a reverse breaker. Right. Instead of it getting yeah. too hot, if it gets too cold, right, you know, it turns itself too, off. Too much energy, it shuts off and then. The cool thing, the, the coolest thing about it, though, is it turns itself back on. Yeah. Whereas most inverters, see, won't do that because inverters, yeah, they'll turn themselves off, but way too low will they turn themselves, and then they'll never turn themselves and back on. And they can't on. see to turn themselves back right. on. They just said, uh-oh, I have a fault. And then now the only the only reset is to literally turn the, on, the switch on and off, and then it just comes back on. Okay. It runs like normal. So things like CPAP machines, freezers, refrigerators, things of that nature that you do not want to go off and, and not come back on. I mean, you want it to come back on just as soon as that energy's there. You know, that is what's going to do that for you. Is that going to be that bad? It's called the battery saver. It's the AC battery saver. And then there's also the LBS and that's on the DC side of it. So, okay. I'm trying to think what else, what else we need to, I mean, it's a cool thing. If it's, we, it's a cool I know thing. We're, we're on the podcast talking about going to watch a video, but <laughs> well, it's a cool, if you haven't watched it, it's a cool video. If nothing else, it'll give you a lot of ideas well, yeah. on how to begin. It's, we we just did this because this is something that there again, Wes and I were were sitting around. We were we were trying to figure out what new products we bring to the alternative energy world. You know, and and, and, and we had quite a bust. And, on yeah, it, and, and, and you know, <laughs> we had a lot of people saying, "Well, you know, what solar generator." That's, we kept hearing solar generator, and so we went out and got solar generators, and we found out that solar generators are not very Good from you know the ones that we were buying. Not to say they're all bad, but we know, weren't having we, any. Luck. We spent 
a lot of money for two and, bus. And the, and that's a, I guess probably that's the thing to wrap up on. We spent less money putting that system together than we spent on anything else, and we could repair any of that. Yep. You know, if your solar panel took a tumble and cracked, or you ran over it or something, cool, you can buy another one. Guess what? On that thirty-one volt yeah. system that we had, or whatever it was. I don't even know. I don't even know what you yep. do there. It was a bust. Uh, it was just a- and, you know, not to mention, you know, all of your internal components. Nothing really indicated what the battery was that was in any of those. So we know these North Star batteries that we have here right. are stellar. I mean, so we know those batteries are good. Who knows what's being put into these other ones? So, so the cost on it, I mean, I think it was, it was like, 500 or 600 bucks. Yeah, about 540. And a comparable unit on Amazon was about eight, I think. It was eight, eight or nine. Eight to nine, yeah. And we bought uh, two, and one of them was around 820, and the other one was about 940. And so, better product for $300 less? Yeah, I'm in. So, okay. Well, like I said, if you're interested in that, the video's out there and take a look at it. And, and you know, we can sell you all the parts. We don't carry the rigid box because you can go to Home Depot and get you a rigid box. But the rest of it, you can pick up here at the store. Just give one of our salespeople a call. And on that note, David, thanks for being here today and appreciate you downloading the podcast. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at mwands.com. You can follow us on our website, mwans.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at mwans.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts, like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's Doggy Chicken Treats coming. Thanks again.